Special episode of the On the Radar podcast. This is the podcast that features music and artists and interviews and studio performances with acts coming to, through, and from the greater Midwestern areas, except for this one. This is Mixed Signals. This is our sub-panel show. My name is Peapod. I am your host. I am currently quarantined. Since the whole world is dealing with the COVID-19 virus, we decided to try something new, and I've invited five great men out of the Midwestern areas, uh, give or take. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, creation, creating brands, creating uh, uh, merchandise, creating everything that is all related into the musical world. So we're currently doing this over the video conferencing app, Zoom, not a sponsor, but hey, if you want to sponsor me, that's fine. Um, and so the audio might be a little bit wonky here or there, but we're going to test things out and uh, we're going to go around and we're going to talk to everybody who's involved with this. So I, I guess I'll start with the guy as, as I'm looking at my screen to the right of me, uh, Simeon. Go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, tell us what you do and what is your company. Um, I'm Simeon Meyer. Uh, my company is Stupid Rad Merchandise Company. We. It's so hard to say what we do because we do so much. So we have our own our own branded um, clothing line with accessories and everything, which Matt Sharp, who is on this also, does all the design and all the illustration and all. Really, I don't do much because I'm kind of dumb and I just talk to people and get stuff done. Um, so we also do band merch. We um, do fulfillment. We do web stores for bands. We do tons of production and um, work with a lot of different vendors and different people. And it's kind of like become a community and a family of people who we work with and the bands we work with, which is pretty cool. Um, it, it kind of helps our exposure, helps bands. And um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, there, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. We've spoken very highly about Stupid Rad uh, throughout this podcast for a good year and a half or so. Um, I wear the stuff constantly. Uh, they've done enamel pins. They've done a lot of work with us. And speaking of uh, Stupid Rad and Matt, who is uh, under the also the label Midwestern Work Ethic, who's done not only just stuff for Stupid Rad, but has done uh, stuff for a lot of other companies as well. Matt, uh, Matt kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, so I'm here in, uh, I'm in here in Moore, Ohio. Um, I'm a recent transplant uh, by way of Joliet, Illinois. Um, that's my original home base where I was born and raised. Um, yeah, I like you said, I kind of do a bunch of different stuff for a bunch of different people. My full-time job is as uh, branding branding and graphic design uh, creative direction for Arrowhead Ales Brewing Company in uh, New Lenox, Illinois. 
but then I also, obviously, I do stuff for Stupid Rad. I do stuff for, um, there's a mead company called Unpossible Mead in Dwight, Illinois. Um, I do stuff for Smuggler's Coffee, which is based out of, which is based out of Indiana. Um, recently, I started doing work for these guys who are kind of, I guess, bigger in the barbecue community. And they're... Um, they're getting ready to release their well they have been releasing their own line of like rubs seasonings they just i guess they just invested in a wet plant and they're going to start doing um sauces by the end of like the summer so i've been doing a bunch of like branding and stuff for them and then you know just a wide wide array of things so and i guess uh go back to what you were originally asking just so people maybe get like a better understanding. Um, I'm probably one of the oldest ones out of all of us. And I've been doing, I've been doing design for going on 17 years. Wow. And Simeon is, and he didn't mention it, but Simeon's out of the, the uh, Illinois area out of the uh, right outside of Chicago. Am I correct? Uh, I'm North of Chicago gurney. Okay. So if anybody's ever been to Illinois for any reason and they would know Gurney by Six Flags Great America. We have the Six Flags Great America here. Yes, it's very fun. Um, unfortunately, I don't think I'll be able to start using my season pass too early this year. Uh, yeah, it might. It might be a little bit. Us Ohioans, we have the Cedar Point, so and we do we do pretty damn well. And speaking of Ohioans, my fellow Ohioan in this uh, as well, right down below me on the video is Adam Ball of One Two Fu Podcast that I've been on, but also more importantly, he is the man behind Oxy Zero Design. Adam, tell us a little bit about it yourself. Well, I mean, there isn't too much. Uh, I just kind of do some designs here and there. Um, it's so hard to say because, like, it's not like I produce art just to produce art. I, I'd like to. Uh, generally, I would like to do that. But uh, it's usually people come to me for commissions and whatnot. Uh, usually, I do a lot of the bar flyer work here in Defiance. Um, a lot of mashups, a lot of parodies and things like that. Um, Kind of got into a little bit of the merchandise stuff. Uh, found Simeon and Stupid Rad and started doing enamel pins and koozies and things like that. And that's kind of where I am right now. Rad, man. And he also did an enamel pin of my face. I, I don't have one right at this moment uh, near within uh, armor. Oh, actually, no, never mind. So I'll just show it. Side by side. It's uncanny. That was actually my first introduction to Chris was I saw it. Adam posts that pin before I, Chris and I were even friends on Facebook. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, I think it's, so because Adam, Adam came to me with it and I didn't know you either at that time. Mm-hmm. I just I just wanted to do something interesting in Toledo and uh, with all the radio thing. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I want to make a pin of my face. And boy did it, boy did it look like my face. It's crazy. I eventually would like to do another run of those of some sort, uh, but that's that's for another day when we're not in a global pandemic. Uh, to keep it with the positive, uh, we were returning from the band Salt Creek, and a good man of and a good buddy of mine, uh, Nathan Richardson of Relentless Merch. When he's not doing some cool tunes with the band Salt Creek in Nebraska, uh, he runs Relentless Merch. Uh, Nathan, it's great to see you again, brother. It's always good to talk to you. Um, hey. Talk about a little bit about Relentless for us. Um, yeah, so Relentless, we primarily print for like a lot of local business uh, and a lot of like touring national bands. Um, Kind of a little bit of everything. Started kind of just doing churches and tattoo shops and 
I played in a touring band that um, back in the day and started in a basement and now I, you know, have 10 employees and well, probably nine now, but we'll <laughs> see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, I just, I just print a lot of shirts and we do embroidery in house and um, yeah, with, with relentless, I, I do sales and uh, do de- like graphic design and w- I also do graphic design on the side too. So it's a little bit of everything. Nice. And uh, to, f- to round out the, this whole panel of people, we have Brian here from Flesh and Bone Design. And this man has done some incredible work from some acts that you may, not, you may know that has been touring. Brian, can, can, kind of give us a little bit of like the, the acts that you've done work for and uh, how long you've been doing Flesh and Bone. Uh, yeah, I've been doing Flesh and Bone now for about nine years. I'm also one of the designers on the team over at Tension Division which is run by Brandon Reich and Joel Cook. But, uh, uh, Nate, uh, Nate Utesh works for Tension Divi- Nate, yep, Division, doesn't yep, he? Nate Utesh. Yeah, Metavari, yep, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Nate, it, it's, it's Brandon, Joel, Nate, and, and myself. And uh, yeah, I mean, with, uh, with Flesh and Bone, I, I do freelance graphic design, and I'm just kind of open to working with everyone and anyone I possibly can. My focus is within... The music world so most of my clientele are bands and record labels but i also work with small businesses events organizations nonprofits as well uh but yeah as far as music is concerned a lot of my most notable work has come from partnerships with different merchandising companies where i've been working with people like the rolling stones and nasa and uh i don't know you you name it it's it's probably happened Tupac, sublime etc etc but it's all just uh you know it's all just kind of silly and made up because it it's not none of it's real right <laughs> right it, it it's it's wild because in in this era in this world you know you can't just do one thing you have to learn how to do so many multiple things and a lot of these and a lot in the world of music you know people don't realize necessarily of the people that's designed the shirts or the the pins or the merchandise they only just see a cool design by an artist and they go i want to buy that what what was it that brought any of you to this side of the table when it came to merchandising, when it came to creating these for others? Um, so for me, it was, I went to the Fat Records, like 25 year of Fat Records tour. And I was talking with one of the bands and I knew the guy previously, probably like 15 years ago from a um, previous band he was at in, in Madison, Wisconsin. I was talking to him and it was like talking to him about touring, you know, they get to tour all around the world and then come home and then work some kind of small, not small, but you know, a a job that will let them leave. So they can't get a corporate job too often. If they're out touring a bunch, they can't get a very good job. So they have to go home and kind of like move from job to job to job. And it was like, you know, that was kind of my first reality of these touring bands that tour across the world. They don't make enough money to live on by music alone. And I thought, you know, I want to do my small part, whatever that might be, to uh, help them out. So I got a button press and I started making buttons and giving like bands free buttons until I was known as the button guy. And I didn't like being known as a button guy. So I went to enamel pins and figured out. Um, you know, how to get enamel pins produced and 
went to that and then it just kept building and building and building um, mostly because you know I, I want to do my part to help touring bands and then um, you know Matt came along I reached out to Matt because he was working at a brewery that I really enjoyed at the time and uh, we branded this instead of the company's stupid fucking buttons we did stupid rad merchandise company but yeah makes it makes makes uh makes the company a lot more digestible and diverse yes yeah. if you, if you, <laughs> family friendly i like stupid fucking buttons it's a fun name but i don't know if we'd be doing much church work if uh if we, if we yeah. solicit them hey <laughs> Hey guys, let us make some. Yo, this is I got. Yo, this is Nathan from Dog Shit yeah. Shirts. Like, I don't think church would buy that. I think um, yeah. you I guys like are it. gonna hate me, but when when I started stupid fucking buttons, I got my logo from Fiverr. How do you guys feel about that? Ooh, Oof, kick this guy out. Uh, <laughs> well, sorry, Simeon. No. <laughs> next time I next time I see you, I'm gonna roundhouse you in the fucking neck. I didn't know you at that time, man. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know you. I didn't know any of you. Okay, I was just some guy that was mowing lawns, and yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, when you start a company like that, where where do you think to go? Like Fiverr is probably the first place you would go. Yeah, exactly. for better or worse. Yeah, somebody was like, yeah, or you are, or you reach out amongst your, you know, amongst your social media and be like, hey guys, I'm, anybody do logos? So then at least it's sort of like within your community a little bit, or at least within your friend true. circle. I did so, reach out but to yeah, one I mean, person, but they didn't do it for me. So <laughs> I feel like the how much did you pay for that first one? Uh, the first one, five bucks. Oh, so actually five. <laughs> Fuck if I know. I've never been on Fiverr. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that, being that's what Fiverr. it is. It's five dollars. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. Well, you've well, never been on there because you have a uh, soul. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Like every everything I've bought from Fiverr, it's normally been like voiceovers. So, like the voiceovers I had were like a hundred dollars. So I don't think everything's a five bucks like kind of thing, but. I still think it's all bullshit, but <laughs> I, I was just like, who, who do I go for voiceovers? Like, I, I don't know, man. It's like a hard, I don't know if there's like a freelance world for voiceovers. Yo, maybe I, like maybe there is. Yo, give me a call next time for a voiceover. I'd be happy. Well, yeah, now I know you. Well, now you know, but yeah, no, I get it. It's hard. It's hard to make these connections with all these people and, 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 it also it's a little difficult because it's it's almost like now every everybody can do well i don't want to say everybody can do graphic design because i barely can and i do that partially for my radio work simian can't but like it seems like everybody can be a graphic designer but it's it's almost like everybody is in a band it's so saturated it's like the spotify of all graphics because like anybody at this point in time now can make something and put it out there it's how you how you present the art and who you're aiming for, right? That is exactly something that I always say to you guys around here. Like even in bands that I was in, like, you know, there is a way to make yourself look better. We don't have to keep going on Google and just uh, Microsoft painting a cover together, you know? Like we know people, we have the abilities to do it. Why the fuck not? 
Yeah, 100%. Even if you don't know somebody or you don't want to pay somebody to do it because you don't have the resources or you just don't have funds allotted for it, everybody's got a phone with a really good camera on it that you can take a photo and I know tons of people. I my phone's old as shit, so I don't I have the option. Say, I don't think but you I have know there's camera on your phone. My camera's decent, <laughs> but then you can you can also get apps to like typeset stuff and choose fonts. And at least you know, like you know, like uh, like Adam and Chris were saying, you don't have to just swipe the same image of you know, Vlad the Impaler for your Halloween show and then do like a shitty typeset over it. Like you can at least try and think outside the box, even if it's like taking a picture of your band's practice space or, you know, whatever it may be, like make it a little bit more personalized to you. Cause that's my biggest pet peeve is if I can go online and within five minutes, find, find where you got that graphic, that photo or whatever it was that you used, it, it makes it, it almost like lessens your product a little bit to me. Um, and it almost lessens like your message. Cause, cause I feel like it's like anything, like you should care what, you know, whether you're making food or music or, you know, in the industry that I work in craft beer, I feel like you need to care just as much about, the the outward appearance of it because for a lot of people if they're unfamiliar with your brand or your band or your food or whatever it may be the first visual appearance of it is going to be essentially like the gateway drug and then it's the job of the product in whatever package that is to bring them back for for more so a lot of times it you know whatever visual you put out there as a, a band a company um, a business is ultimately like that initial, that initial calling card and visual first impression. And I think a lot of people have a tendency to like downplay that a little bit, at least from like people that like I've worked with. Um, and some of it was just because they didn't think it had importance. Um, and then others, it was because it was a, uh, you know, kind of like a monetary issue. They didn't have the, the money to pay for what they wanted essentially, you know? It's, it's gotten to the point where I, I've seen actual businesses because, you know, when I'm not doing radio or I'm not doing podcasting, I work in the digital department. So I'm making like, you know, stuff for websites, you know, you know, basic graphics, and anything, nothing like in the level of most of you here. Um, but, you know, a slightly step up from Fiverr, I guess. Um, you know, I know a thing or two about a thing or two about Photoshop. Um, but I, I see these major businesses that with all this clientele. And I can't, for the life of me, find a good logo or a good graphic to support their business with. Or they, like, will, like, superimpose, like, a photo on, like, another photo. And you can see the white background. It drives me insane. Yeah, somebody at a lot of these places, like, in the world I live in, Vector is God. Yeah. Like, give me Vector, give me death. And in all so many of the other breweries that like when I worked for 350 brewing company and we organized a fest and had a bunch of other breweries involved, it was like pulling teeth to be like, send me a vector logo. This is what I need. It will end in AI EPS or dot PDF. If you have that, send that to me. What would I get a fucking 32 kilobyte JPEG? Like you didn't read the email, did you? 
Right. Brian, what's some of your, uh, what was some of your like, you know, crazy stories or like frustrating stories, especially getting off the ground with stuff with flesh and bone? Well, I mean, I probably have no shortage of frustrations, but usually, you know, over the years as anything has come up, that's been somewhat of a mistake or, or, or a, a, a misstep. I've tried everything I could possibly do to course correct. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if I necessarily have anything that's insanely bewildering at this point, because, uh, as Nathan can probably attest when, when I'm dealing with my clients, I, I put them kind of through the ringer with questionnaires and, and a lot of checks and balances to make sure I'm holding the client accountable for the responsibility on their end to make sure that my time isn't wasted, their time isn't wasted, and we can do everything possible together to make sure their vision is realized in the best way possible. Yeah, so. Super good. Yeah. And super good advice. To speak for his, and to speak for his like process, like I, I've definitely been learning just from like working with Brian. I, we did our uh, EP cover and I've, I've had it sent a bunch of customers like his way. Um, but uh, he, his process, like there's just so many questions, so many like, basically he's like here this is exactly what you need like you know there's no extra questions i i've ever like asked for so i've actually taken his like google i think you have a google sheet or a google doc that i've i've used and yeah. using my new like especially the freelance stuff um just because it's so cohesive yeah i think a lot of times with client work a lot of designers themselves need to be reminded that like you aren't an artist in this realm you are a vehicle you're you're supposed to be a vehicle to help shape and craft a narrative you're supposed to be there to help realize a vision regardless if you agree with that vision or not you know you you can put as much input you know or, or your own spin on it as you want but at the end of the day you're being hired for a job and you are there to relay their information so how do you you know strip your own ego out of your process to keep the machine running forward and uh, continually find that balance of something you can find acceptable as well as the client can find acceptable too. Is there a certain style that everybody likes to do? I mean, everybody has an individual, like I can, I can recognize maybe a flesh and bone design for maybe something that Nathan has done for relentless that Matthew's done for all of his stuff for stupid rad. And, you know, Adam, I've seen you almost practically go and almost trace the likeness of my face when you made my, my design, my cartoon and my logo that I've used for now, everything, um, you know, what, what do you, how do you put your like individual stamp on a design, uh, on a, on a graphic, or do you just try to mend your narrative behind the person you're making it for? You were kind of early on my, I would say my process on how I do things now, like, especially when you're trying to get a likeness out of somebody. Because that was when I first got my iPad, uh, when I started playing with uh, Procreate. Now, basically, yes, I will trace the outline. But what I want is I want to try to get my little uh, style in on the face while trying to make it look alike. So, yes, I'll get the shape there. But then everything else is going to have to be freehand. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it's, it's tricky. Um, with, with me, I, I would like to do more different things. 
But what happens with, because I've been doing this as long as I have, and also everything I do um, starts from a drawing, and then I'll, I'll make a photocopy of that drawing, and then I'll ink kind of all my hard lines and figure out where my color breaks are gonna be. I just like, and I know tons of people are like, that is like the longest process for, because then after I do the inking and I find my color breaks, I'll scan it in and I'll redraw it all in Adobe Illustrator. And I don't have like, I don't have a tablet or, uh, or like a stylus or anything. Like everything is like with a, with a mouse and point, click, point, click, drag, Bezier curve, that sort of thing. If any, anybody on this panel is familiar with, uh, there's a guy named Hydro 74, who's a graphic designer, pretty like bigger guy in like the gaming industry he's done a bunch of stuff for halo and star wars and stuff like that but that's that's actually the same way he does everything and when you see what he does his is far beyond what what i do um going back to the original question though is um i would like to do more things but because i guess i have a style that's like recognizable most of the people that come to me are like, Hey, I want this thing, but I want your version of it. So they want me to draw it in the style that they're so accustomed to seeing with, there's been very few instances where somebody's handed me reference and been like, Hey, can you kind of like go this route with, you know, whether it looks like an old, like, like woodblock cut or whether it looks like an old like litho print or you know whatever the whatever the given style is um it, it's usually always people who have gravitated towards the work that i've done for either stupid rad or one of the breweries i worked for or smugglers coffee and been like hey i'm getting ready to do this podcast or this or whatever I want a logo in like, and I usually always ask them, I was like, you know, what are you looking for? I was like, now, do you want my version of this or do you have something in your head? Do you have like, you know, uh, you know, do you have, do you have references? Do you have, you know, a, a lot like, uh, a lot like what he was saying was uh, I ask a ton of questions. So then that way, neither of us are really wasting each other's time. You try and like qualify each other through like a series of like either conversations or emails back and forth to make sure that like, A, you're on the same page and then also you're not wasting each other's time. So it's, I don't know if that really answered your question, but. I mean, really there's not a good, there's, you're telling your, your side of the story of everything and everybody's designs are different. Like, you know, uh, Brian and Nathan, you know, what are some of your styles that you like to work in the realm for your products or products that you've done for others that you've been really proud of? Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know, like, I started out primarily just fixing other people's garbage uh, with Relentless. It was, I didn't really expect to be a graphic designer by any means. I went to school for music, wanted to work at a record label, you know, like, I kind of fell into it. And now I do, um, with more creative side, it's I'll either be like, okay, like send me over your reference, like give me some like specific details of what you like specifically like. Cause 
um, in the the band scene realm, which is, is most of the stuff I actually design creatively for, uh, it could be like, you know, those 2020, like futuristic designs that everybody's kind of, you know, vomiting out, but you just try to make it look original and cool. Um, and then I just kind of, uh, there's stuff that I do illustration. There's stuff that I use basically collage together, old art that I like retraced, um, kind of a little bit of everything. I don't know. It's basically whatever the uh, client wants. And, um, I don't know. Sometimes it's not really like up to what I want and it's like, I just kind of make cool shit and hope for the best, you know? I think we all all have done it. I mean, I've seen Brian, you're flushing bone designs uh, with a lot of this stuff. It's almost like kind of scientifical or kind of like, you know, like shape oriented for some of the designs. And then I've seen some stuff that like I'm a really big sucker personally for like symmetry. So I like, you know, designs that are not necessarily like just like a picture, for example, of a skull for for stupid rat or something like that. I like some of like the the more analytical art, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I mean, at this point in time, I've probably channeled my avenues down to five or six very specific routes. And if clients are reaching out to me, they're wanting to go down one of those five or six routes. And right from the get-go, with them shooting my own references back to me, I know exactly which mindset I need to get in for that. But yeah, I do a lot of, like I'm not an illustrator in any way, shape or form. I've never illustrated a thing in my life and have no idea how. Um, So I do essentially just fancy collage work most of the time. And uh, yeah, so one of the main routes is just stuff dealing with old engravings and woodcuts. Another route is like the anarcho crust punk type look. Uh, I do a lot of the seventies and late 60s mid-century type vibe acid folk psychedelic that sort of thing uh i do a lot of the retro futurism the modern day streetwear hype nonsense um and yeah like some of the mono line symmetrical type things but i guess if there's a through line to your original question of how you'd put a spin on it most everything i do is i don't want to say textured but aged i i don't like clean lines i don't do much of anything with like very very clean vectored shapes that sort of thing like everything i have for most people has a a bit bit of a bit of a worn edge to it but but yeah i mean if people are reaching out to me they know what they're getting into and if it's something that i'm incapable of doing i immediately send them to someone i know who is capable of doing it Simeon, you're more of the 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 somewhat of the idea man, not necessarily the creation, but then you also execute these designs. Hey, we have this design. We want this on a shirt, sweatshirt, you know, enamel pin. You know, do do you, is there like a certain design that you always will like always get really excited to put on something or do you kind of have to work with everybody again the client's element if the client has a design and they want this on a certain thing but you kind of when you make it it looks kind of terrible you know do you try to recommend something different kind of steer them in a different direction or you just kind of like the client wants the client wants um so for like stupid rad stuff like matt he's he comes up with everything like he knows what looks good on everything which is awesome um <coughs> sorry oh, oh my gosh i coughed <laughs> on you guys oh no 
Oh, he's got the, he's got the Rona. Um, but you know, I'll I'll take I'll take it and like throw it on some different stuff sometimes. Um, and you know, be like, oh, dude, and, like check out this koozie I made with that design, or check out you know whatever. Like I make such random stuff all the time, dude. Like I my new thing is like phone cases. I would show you my phone case that I'm talking on my phone right now. Um. I have the when Simeon Simeon downplays it too. He like he does a lot of he comes up with a lot of ideas. It, you know, a lot of times it'll be like him and I going back and forth, or yeah. me maybe coming up with an idea, or him coming up with an idea, and then like one the other one will run with it, and then like the whole when we did the whole like black and yellow like the black and yellow release like that was all Simeon, and then yeah like his koozie he's got right now is like the this the stupid rad skull like merge with like the miss like our version of like the misfits stupid rad skull but then yeah he like put it oversized on a koozie so it's like he does a bunch of maybe he's not the one sitting down physically drawing it or figuring out okay like how can i morph this white claw can into something that sort of like goes on brand with stupid rad but he'll do a lot of other just like he'll put his like little fingerprint or thumbprint on stuff that I'll sort of like start and plant the seed. Yeah. With. It's like and dumpster fire, throw it on a lighter. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it was never meant to be on a lighter, but I mean, it's a perfect, perfect thing for it to be on. And it was a perfect time to release that too, dude. Like, yeah, ugh. definitely the year of the dumpster fire yeah it's true what's been one design you've always been very proud of for stupid rad for anybody this is goes for anybody this question goes to the whole panel like is there been a design that you've always been very proud of that this has always been your go-to like hey this is what i do and and you've been always like very excited to show off not really really yeah, I mean, I mean, for me personally, it because I, I do like so I pump out so much work. It, it's a lot like, um, you know, it's a lot like a painter where if you talk to a painter now, they're going to say their newest painting is their favorite thing versus if you were to talk to me like six months from now. I could have done another project that I'm like really, really jazzed about. Um, I mean, I think from like a, just a very like selfish point of view, um, the brewery that I work for, I came up with the idea to collaborate with the donut shop that like had been, that had been in business since 1963. And they were like the hometown donut shop. And when we approached them and they agreed to do like the donut beer collaboration with us. It was like, it was like a, that was like a massive thing for me because it was like something I grew up eating as like a little kid. And now, and all I ever wanted to do was like draw for a living. And now, so everything sort of came like back full circle. So I was like drawing a beer label as a creative director at a brewery for a collaboration with a childhood donut shop that I grew up, that I grew up eating at, that I go to every time I go back to Joliet. So that's always one of those things where it might not necessarily be like my best thing, but it's one of like. Your most memorable. 
yeah it's like one it was like one of those things where like most people would be like yeah i don't really give a shit but i was like this is like i was uh, like i laminated like i laminated the shit in the newspaper and was like oh look <laughs> yeah i was i was super jacked up about it but Nathan, uh, Brian, what is, has there been a design or, you know, a project that you've always been super excited about, or maybe a client you always get really excited about to do more work for because of, you know, the response or anything like that? I'm not sure if there is, you know, kind of like what Matthew said, there's not really a specific design, but I think the, the thing that's most near and dear, I, I think overall it's the album art projects that I do. Uh, they, they end up being, the ones that usually have the most concept involved, they, they usually end up being the ones that have, you know, the most hands on deck and uh, the most things that you can really kind of admire on a zoom out, you know, and like actually hold in your hand and dissect in so many different and unique ways, depending on who you are and how you want to, uh, you know, look at it as an individual. So I, I would say that, uh, I mean, on a, on a very specific level, I think, one of my favorite things I did was uh, a poster for Thursday for like their, it was the 20th anniversary tours that they were doing a couple years back. That turned out really fun. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a tough question. So like on the lines of like bands you got to work with that are like, or like clients you got to work with, like quickly after I started doing Stupid Rad, like I got to work with Bayside. Bayside's like one of my favorite bands ever. And I did like two enamel pins for them, which was awesome. <clears throat> and uh, then you kind of like, it, it, it's, it's funny, like, and it's not the, not the case with Bayside, but there's other bands that you grew up liking that you get to work with and you kind of <laughs> like lose your love for them. And I guarantee you, I know why Matt's laughing right now, because I thought working with <laughs> this one band was so awesome, but right now, man, they, <laughs> they, uh, and I don't, but I don't love, I don't love that. No, band. no, exactly. I, the only, exactly. I, only, I only did it because it was like, all right, I mean, this seems like a logical, like, yeah, because smart they're a huge band. Opportunity. They were right. huge in the 90s. They're huge. I mean, they were in this, what, Scooby-Doo movie or something? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I guess. I guess I don't know, they, but you know. <laughs> Do I know that every, band? Every, everybody knows these bands. I I think I, I think I know this band. I think I know this band. We're not gonna we're not gonna outright say we're not gonna throw people I, under the I bus. Will. I will. <laughs> yeah, uh, Matt has. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually how I met this band because dude came over at a three fifty fest and was like, "Hey, what's up with your boy?" Because <laughs> you called him out. And I was like, hey, man, pay your bill, cocksucker. <laughs> oh, I know who yeah. it is. And, and now, oh, yeah. now still from uh, some stuff we did for Black Friday for them, whatever. Uh, well, I mean, maybe maybe that is goes to the, uh, another question. Like, what is there a horror story that you, you, you care to share? about some of the some of the clients you met. I mean obviously I think we we kind of just got one from from the stupid rad camp but you know Adam and uh, Brian while you know Nathan tries to get back in um uh is, is there something that you care to share about the the craziness in in your worlds? I mean basically when it came to me it's just uh you know I work locally so 
you got a lot of small town people who just don't understand the things. So they just run you around, run you around, which is basically something you're going to get a lot with what we all do. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I feel like I don't really have any horror stories at all. If, well, I mean, that's good then. Yeah. If there have been problems, it's been something that I have tried to like nip in the bud immediately, or I just like, immediately contest it with emails too long that you just want to die reading so uh, <laughs> I, I don't know I, I it's I don't I don't really tolerate a lot of nonsense because I don't have time for it so uh, I don't know P- people that I feel bad for for those who get the run around uh, yeah, I don't know it, it's it's tough it's definitely tough yeah I think it's one of those things where um you know, especially when you're like starting out, you, you try and take on projects because you just, you want to get working and you want to start building up your portfolio. And, and then sometimes it's, it's hard to like step back and look at yourself and realize like, Oh, I've amassed like a pretty good catalog in my career. So I don't necessarily have to work the way I worked before. So I don't know, uh, a hand, a handful of years ago, I had like one really like, I've been fortunate enough to like, you know, not have many bad experiences, but when I do, it's always from the people like, like really it's, it's you guys giving me a hard time or I had a, I had a buddy of mine who was a chef and he was doing like these pop-up, he was doing these pop-ups in California and he wanted to like rebrand his whole pop-up, do a new logo, have all this Instagram stuff with all these menus for every day, like leading up to this big event that he was doing back in Chicago right before Riot Fest. So I stayed up super late, three three days, got all this stuff done with him, back and forth with him and his girlfriend getting everything they need formatted, send in emails. Hey, this is for Facebook. This is for Instagram. You know, everything is, everything is named, you know, the correct way. So you know what to post when. And, and I gave him, I gave him a great deal too. Cause he was like a, a guy that I was like relatively good friends with. And then I'm like, Hey man, uh, you know, this invoice is like 30 days past, man. Um, and finally his girlfriend had to be like, oh yeah, uh, so-and-so cheated on me. We broke up. So we're like no longer doing this. Uh, we're no longer doing like these pop-up events. So like, we don't need any of the stuff that you made for us. And I was like, oh, oh all right, oh. man. So it's, it's stuff like that. And like, that was like a guy I was buddies with or the, the band that Simi and I were talking about. I, it was one of the only times where I didn't ask for, cause I always ask for half upfront. It, it doesn't matter. I ask for whatever the half of the total bill is. I ask for half upfront that may, then that way both you and I are invested in the project. And uh, this was, you know, dealing with this band. This was one of the first times I was like, all right, man, these guys are like, a pretty big deal. They reached out to me. It wasn't like I was soliciting business to them. Cause like I said, I don't, they're not really my, my cup of tea as far as music goes. And I didn't even think that like, it would have been an issue down the road to like get paid from them. And yeah, I did like, I did like six t-shirt designs for them and then they just like ghosted. And when I finally, and then I started messaging them 
this person on Instagram because I could see when they saw the message. And I was like, all right, I know you're getting my shit, motherfucker. So don't make me come down Gainesville. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Nathan, do you have a, a horror story uh, you want to share uh, of your experiences, whether it's like fulfillment, whether it's designing or anything like that? Yeah, like I've had a lot of people just not pay me. Um, I've learned my lesson and been burnt so many times. And um, it's one of those learning uh, curves that when you're starting out, you you kind of just take whatever you can get. And sometimes like you'll say yes to a job just because you know it'll pay the bills. And, you know, even with those bigger bands that like, you think like they're legit and they're like not going to shaft you, but like you never know who's going to like, you know, like short you. And like, especially if it's a bigger band that's like hopping around to merch company to merch company, like there's a good chance they have an invoice out with a couple different people. And I don't know. It's, it's hard. Like, especially when you're like, I want to do this like for like, you know, there's a lot of things where I'm just like, I just want to do it because it's a sick project. And then, you know, I'm just, I can't, uh, I can't always do that. And now I have like a project manager that's, she's kind of on my ass about getting payment up front or at least getting 50 down before like we start on a project because we've been just, you know, shafted way too many times. So. Yeah. hundred percent. Like going off of like going off of like what Nathan said, that's like, the way I work is it's kind of like a rule of three, either I want the project to pay really well. I want the project to be a really good opportunity, or I want the project to be very visually fun. And if it has one of those things, I will generally overlook the other two. So if it pays really good, if it pays really well, cool, man, I'll do the logo for your bread company. That's whatever. And, but then if it's like, if it's one of those things where like, let's say it's like one of my favorite bands is modern life is war. If, if modern life is war came to me and was like, Hey, we want like a t-shirt design, but we can literally only give you $6 and a PBR. I'd be like, all right, I'll do it. Cause like, I would want that. I would want to be able to have that in my portfolio. So it's like, yeah, going along with like what Nathan said, it's like, it, it kind of has to have like one of those three things. And if it doesn't meet any of those three criteria, I generally, you know, or, you know, and one of them being like, if it's in my wheelhouse, like Brian was saying, yeah, I'll, I'll immediately defer it to be like, I'm it, it cause I, yeah, I just, I was unfamiliar with Brian's stuff and I just looked at it and it's, I mean, he's a, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal designer. But then if you compare him to like what I do, if somebody, if a band came to me and was like, Hey, could you do something like this? I'd be like, I'm, I'm not your guy. Like I could do my version of that sort of thing because I have a lot of those very, I have a lot of those very similar influences, like a, a lot of, a, a lot of um, visually, a lot of the stuff that like Brian does just from like looking on his Instagram is like, it reminds me of a lot of like, like, er, like early hardcore albums, like a lot of early, like early death wish stuff and like, like stuff from like, like Archangel and integrity and stuff like that. If anybody's familiar with any of those bands. Um, so yeah, a lot of it is just being able to like, being able to like know what you can, what you can do also. And then having like a network of people where you can be like, 
I'm not going to be able to get you the result that you want. Like, let me, let me get you in touch with a guy. Like I have no problem handing work off to people. Is there a certain uh, tip or trick if anybody comes up to you, like after they listen to this or whatever, or, you know, they reach out to you and they go, I want blank. What are some of the, like the do's and don'ts that someone can, can communicate well with you? So it makes any process simpler for anybody. Oh, wow. So for me, that I think that's a really easy one. Like in that regard, we all get the general emails from, from everyone of like, Hey, you know, I'm so-and-so from whatever, and I need A, B, and C. And I'm the type of person that, you know, I, I show no bias towards clients. Uh, if, if we can meet in the middle on everything, there's probably a way we can uh, bring it to life. But uh, the very first thing I do is I just have a copy and paste email, and I send them to a hidden part of my website, and it walks them through everything that they need to do. The first thing they have to do is read a frequently asked questions whole uh, thing, and then they have to sign a project agreement that goes over revisions, time, you know, the way everything is going to be handled as far as the the uh, fine print is concerned. Then they have to fill out a questionnaire for the specific type of project that they uh, are wanting to move forward with, and then they have to pay a fifty percent deposit. So, uh, you know, if you have someone who's trying to be resistant on any of those three things it's the automatic red flag that they're not worth working with. So uh, right there, it's like a great check and balance to just say, you know, if you're going to invest the time to, you know, get on, get on the page with all this stuff, I'm going to meet you in the middle and do what I can to, uh, you know, facilitate this project for you. Others. I've, uh, I've been dealing with a band and they're, they're one of the bigger bands that I work with that, I uh, do a lot of stuff for, and they've started to kind of control what I do for them, or like, I mean, I'm totally open to like, for them to say, they do all their own designs. They send me their designs, I get it made, and that's that. But I have my own network of vendors and different people I work with, and they started to try to get me out of that and kind of controlling to the point where they, <laughs> they, they wanted their log, my login credentials to where they wanted to check the orders that were coming in for them because they were kind of having a trust issue or whatever. And I emailed them and I was like, Hey, if, if you don't want to do this with me, you don't have to do it. I've always been transparent. I've always sent you, you know, everything that's going on. And it, it kind of sucks doing that, especially with bands that you really like. That, that's the hardest part about working with bands you like is to have stuff like that. Um, and I kind of just like outright to them was like, you know what? If you want to be like this, we can't work together. And um, well, we're working together still right now, but yeah, it's, it's kind of the having to deal with people and demands and it just kind of sucks sometimes. I was going to say, it's you and I are probably going to say the same thing, Chris. It's like that thing where they say like, never, never meet your idols or never meet your heroes. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's like yeah. working with friends. You never work yeah. with friends. 
yeah, it's it, you know, it's tough, man. It's yeah. like there, there's so many, like I'm sure there's a lot of people on here. Everybody kind of has like a bucket list of things that you would like to do or things you would like to design. But then there's like that level of apprehension where you're like, man, I don't want to like meet these guys and do work for them. And then there's such a pain in the ass that like, I don't even want to listen to their music anymore, or I don't want to watch their movies anymore, yes. or I don't want to listen to their like <laughs> their comedy specials anymore. Like I I'd love to do like, I'd love to do like a poster design for Bill Burr. But I remember a couple of years back, I heard him talking about like going back and forth with his designer who was doing the poster for one of his tours and like how he was just like, he wasn't like shredding the dude apart, but he was like, he was basically, he was busting his balls in like Bill Burr's fashion. And I'd be like, man, you would be like, it would be really fun to like get weather that storm and do the project and say that I've done it. But I would, I would be so upset if I ended up like hating you in the process. <laughs> and that happened with one of my, uh, one of my favorite bands that was also a vendor, um, no names. And my wife won't even let them come up on Spotify anymore. Just like fast forward, fast forward. Um, yeah, they were a vendor that kind of, eh, whatever. I don't I, think I even know that story. Yeah, yeah, you do. You have to, dude. Maybe you don't have to, but <laughs> it was. Uh, slide me, slide me a nasty DM. <laughs> <laughs> I will slide into his DMs. It's, yeah, is there? It's, it's, is there it's an, why I started using that um, that printer out in Pennsylvania. Oh, gotcha. Yep, never mind. I know that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Is there like an ultimate artist project goal, like bucket list you would always want to try to score for? Like if the stars aligned, you would want to do something for blank. Limp Biscuit, dude. Um, That's it. Yeah. Really? <laughs> That's all I got left, dude. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm, dude, I'm with I'm with Nathan. Anytime, anytime I could team up with West yeah. Borland, dude, I'm in. Not Fred though. <laughs> I, I I would not like want to mess with Fred. Just like Wes, I could like hang out with, but Fred's a mess. I think. I don't know. Maybe it's like a a fake persona. It's probably a fake persona. I think I think I think Fred is is it's a persona. I don't think it's uh I don't think it's I think it's I think as he's gotten older, I think he's maybe mellowed out a little bit. Well, and also, I mean, he's in a fucking CarMax commercial now, so I mean, I, I mean, I guarantee you, he wears his Kangol hat around the house all the time, <laughs> all the time. Uh, yeah. What about what about anybody anybody else for like like dream project? So. I have dream projects, but I also know that these dream projects would be nightmare projects if I was actually able to work with them. So, I mean, like, like no effects. I love no effects. Like they got me into punk rock and I would love to work with them. I work with a lot of bands on fat record. Um, fat Mike actually bought stuff off the stupid rad website, which is pretty cool, but I don't think it would be fun to actually do something with him because I, I think it would be like one of those things where you're like fuck I hate this guy afterwards you know I think I heard a story about a a, a a band that was on his record label and like their album got leaked but it wasn't from them 
And then, like, it got leaked again. And they're like, dude, we didn't do the leaks. And I think, like, I saw, like, a conversation. I think it's no effects. I, I, I could be wrong. But I, I think I heard something of a story around those lines. They're like, you know what? Fuck this guy. And they quit their label and they just, like, released their album on their own. Uh, I think, sounds about right. Yeah, I think I, I, I'm unsure. Brian, what's a, what's a, what's a dream, uh, you know, band, artist, or maybe even already hit it that you would really like to try to work for? Uh, I think the two biggest for me would be able to do anything for anyone in the Sigur Ross camp. And if I could do anything for anyone in the crass camp, uh, those two would be pretty high up uh, as a as a personal achievement. Adam, what about you? I mean, there isn't really too much with me being small potatoes and whatnot, but I would say anybody who would like to do something with my style. I've seen a lot of cool stuff come out from like Mass Intruder. So I would say probably something like that. I think I think I think that could be arranged. I, mean, I think Simeon knows a guy. Matt did all their uh, Euro designs a couple years ago. Yeah, I did. Probably all their um, European. Yeah, I did like I did like four or five. I did like four or five T-shirts for them uh, for yeah their European tour. Like yeah, two or three years ago, and then and I, then they released them on this last tour with Bomb Pops. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, I did. I did. I designed. Uh, I mean, Intruder Reds. Uh, Wait, you can't say his name and then say Intruder Red. Well, you just had to like keep red. it going. He read. Um, I did. Uh, I did like the his uh, his uh, kick drum head, and then, and then when I worked for Three Fifty Brewing Company, we did like a, we did a beer collaboration with them. So it was a four pack, and each can had one of the one of the the masked fellas on it. So that was, that was fun. Red. So in this time of right now that we're all on this downtime, I mean, granted, you know, a lot of design work, you know, you're just in a room buying a computer, you know, vibing on something and then creating the design. Um, but like in this downtime right now, what are you trying to, you know, reach for in the next couple of months? Um, I'm just trying to stay afloat. To be yep. honest with you. Um, <laughs> Like, so with Relentless, we do everything in-house uh, for the most part. Uh, there's some stuff we, like, have vendors for. But um, we have, like, I think it's 10 people all together. Um, so basically, we have enough work for the next two weeks. And then we're just trying to hustle to, like, help out our local community and do, like, a lot of web stores and try to find something to, like, fill our time and be able to, like, push orders through. But... Yeah, without events happening, and most like t-shirt sales are like basic based on like congregation. So if there's no like anybody like coming together, like there's no shirts being like printed. So it's hard it's to sell a out. concert. It's hard to sell a concert tee with no concerts. Yeah, <laughs> you can only sell so many. Yeah, I got, I got ten. I got ten boxes of. Um, Tour merchandise. Hey, I gotta try to sell online now. <laughs> I will say, I will say that the one of the silver linings of all of this is like I'm seeing a lot more bands uh, are are going to be selling a lot of their tour merch on online now. So like things that were tour exclusive, I'm just waiting for to see more pop up. You know, once you know I get a little bit more money because you know, much like everybody else right now, we're all struggling. So and that's the hard part with it is trying to sell but knowing that like people are out of jobs too like you don't want to come off as like i want your money spend your money on me when you know that 
a lot of people that you work with are in the service industry or something like that and they don't have money like you hope that when these tours get like postponed and people get like refunds on their tickets like maybe they'll spend that money on you know some merchandise or something but i i actually had somebody call me out for trying to promote stupid rad when all of this is going on because they they they're like oh people before business well i'm like well i'm a people i got two kids like what do you want me to do like i can't promote something like if somebody wants to buy it they can buy it but i'm not pushing anybody to especially if you don't have any money like that's that's the hard part is trying not to come off as like a capitalist asshole and just trying to do a money grab on people i don't know it's it's weird man it's a weird time well, and I think we've done a good job with like stupid rad because like, you know, more so you because you do so much as far as like promoting other bands and and releases and when a video comes out or when a new album drops or or whatever. And then, um, you know, like I said, we, we try and do, you know, obviously with like with with every order that comes in, you always jam pack it like full of extra stuff and stickers and coasters yep. and whatever, just to make it. So it, yes, maybe you, maybe you bought a t-shirt, but you're going to get like five other things in it. And, yeah, for sure. and then, you know, and then we just, we uploaded like, you know, we just uploaded and uh, put out like a bunch of like our graphics on like, uh, like coloring book pages and stuff like that. And that's like, that's just free. Like just have fun with it, you know? And you know, like, yeah we're you know we joke around about being like corporate like scum fuck pigs but like at the end of the day like simi and i like he's got two kids like i got a wife and i got a wife and daughter um and and this is you know Ill illustration graphic design is is what i do for a living and you know if if you go back to a callback to the the beginning of this this episode when i rattled off you know a, a portion of some of the stuff that I do that should kind of further prove the point that like, you can't just do one thing. You can't just work for one company. And you know, I don't, the brewery that I work for, like, I don't, I don't have health insurance. Like I don't have a 401k. I don't have any of that sort of thing. Um, so you got to do, you got to do a bunch of other have creative avenues to be able if you want to do a creative endeavor for a living you have to spread that across like a bunch of different pipelines because in an instance like this where if i just worked for a brewery you know that brewery is like it's touch and go day to day and if i just had that one pipeline that pipeline could easily go away and then there's, there's no water trickling anywhere. I'm a firm believer of having a backup plan and then having a backup plan for the backup plan and learning and, and, and growing in any, every source of the world, because you never know where your skills can transfer to. You know, I learned that a lot of things, you know, in the years of radio. And I learned this, you know, when a radio station that was on went away and then later on came back because, you know, whatever, um, you know, I learned to learn how to do podcasting and then I learned how to, you know, 
you know, promote this podcast on something else. And then you know, all these other things and then combine the worlds together and then learning, you know, I got thrown into the digital world. So like, I'm trying to still learn Photoshop on the fly and things like that, you know, and I'm, I'm getting excited for some of the minute stuff that if I even showed any of the graphics that you gentlemen, you all will laugh in my face. Cause I'm like, beginner level of everything like i'm just super excited that i can save something as a transparent png and then i'm like oh i can do that now fantastic um you know it, it it's it's learning how to adapt in a lot of these times and that's i think that's the biggest goal for everything and that's what i also am very excited for since we all have this downtime yeah a lot of it sucks it really does suck that a lot of people are out of jobs but i think it takes that moment to maybe learn the other skills that you may think you have a knack for, you know, I, and, you know, try to kind of break away from everything. And then when things kind of get back to quote unquote normal, you know, you could still rely on those skills and still explore those skills and make yourself a better person from it. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's kind of like, we've been throwing up, uh, like music videos every day online, you know, just like doing different things, like trying to have fun and, like free stuff, music videos, and like Matt did the uh, coloring book and stuff, and kind of just get through it. I don't know. It's it's a weird time, man. It's it's a very weird time. So outside of just trying to get through this, what is a goal of yours for twenty twenty? Uh, mine is basically just be more organized. I just got a server. I I use like one of these like four terabyte like uh, Seagate uh, externals. And I, I've been told by so many people that that thing's gonna die. So we bought a server. And so I've been like alphabetizing all of my like design files and just trying to like not be like totally messy all the time. That's mine. But. Adam, what's your, what's a goal for you, for you this year for uh, creating? I mean, you did a lot of stuff. You've done a lot of stuff for, you know, uh, uh, for benefit shows for the fa your father's hospice. Uh, so I think that was super cool uh, for uh, work that you've done. And you know what? I, I think, uh, and I was going to be a little bit of a downer for a minute. I think it's uh, trying to find a passion to do this uh, some more because I'm just kind of kind of burned out. But uh, the things that I did for the benefit, uh, the things surrounding that, that I had a passion for, that was something that I really wanted to push myself and do and have it out there. And uh, thanks to Simeon for those uh, koozies. I really appreciate it. And they've sold really, really well and got more money for hospice. Um, <laughs> yeah, I still have a bunch, but it's okay. No big deal. I mean, whatever. Um, but I mean, like, I just, I just want to have that passion to sit down and draw something or do something. But also at the same time, I'm a guy that doesn't like to not have anything going on because I'm doing the one, two, a few podcast. I'm, putting together shows i'm doing i'm just doing stupid shit left and right and i just don't leave any time for creativity you can get creative while doing your stupid shit so there you go there you go so we'll get there um i actually don't really have any specific goals and especially since all of this stuff has started with the covid19 pandemic it's dramatically shifted the entire focus i think altogether uh, i think a lot of people are still very much in the mindset that this is all going to be over in, in two weeks or maybe two months. And uh, I, I think we're really starting to enter into a, an entire uncharted territory, an entire new phase of 
what it means to be a working creative, what it means to actually try to survive as a freelancer in, you know, what could very much be the extremely late stages of late stage capitalism in and of itself. So, I mean, even to go back to your last question, the second this all started, I personally shifted my whole, you know, kind of personal mantra going forward with clientele. Like, uh, I immediately put out the call that said, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do everything I can to find a role in all of this. You know, what you, when you, when you start to see the lives of people affected in a very real way and in a very tangible way, in a sense that like tens of thousands of people could suffer from this, if not millions, if it gets completely out of control, what we do uh, when you zoom out is very insignificant. It's extremely unimportant and it holds no actual value to the furthering of society as a whole. So the question has been, as a working creative, what can my role be in a society on the brink of some sort of collapse, whether it be physically, medically, economically, whatever you want to call it. And uh, just trying to put the word out to people within my own community, within my own sphere of influence to say, uh, you know, this is what I can do for you for absolutely no charge. This is what I can do for you to help elevate your personal efforts to get behind things in your community, to raise funds for people in need, to help those that are hurting, to, you know, do what you can to keep your business afloat. Uh, you know, I, I think it's important for creatives to realize that, you know, our value comes from the things that we create on a day-to-day -day basis, but in a time like this, when no one is spending money, our value, uh, is something that's far more abstract and it's a powerful tool just like those that have different survival skills or medical skills we have a certain type of skill that can be used to uh, get the proper means of information into people's hands that they need uh, you know the type of things that we can put into people's hands to help them raise the money they need for things that are far more important than our own personal needs uh, things of that nature so it's been a lot of like tougher more abstract questions in that regard to say how can I my hands to work to uh you know find a role in that i i brian i i i feel that uh, uh on a on a on a in like my heart because it's very hard to go into and do a radio show on a daily basis where i don't know what the fuck to talk about you know it, it's very hard to explain about what's going on and still being somewhat of entertaining without being a complete downer and then i and 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 much like you said that, you know, I'm seeing my friends and family, my own family losing jobs left and right right now due to everything that's going on. And I'm like, how am I supposed to like do my part? And I think the best thing I can do is just kind of like spread the word around and, and, and find a silver lining and, and, and finding unique ways to maybe for, a, for about an hour or so, just get above five dudes on the internet and talking about what they do for a living. And, you know, it, it's one of those things that like, if we can break away or can entertain or show some kind of silver light lining into the whole world going on right now, you know, and, and after the end, end, end uh, is done with this, I, I hope to God or whatever you believe in, you know, that, that people will remember this time and not, take fully for granted what they have, but also remember those men and women doing what they did in a time of need and maybe a little bit more empathy into things. Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. I, 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 I firmly believe that once this is all said and done, 
you know, the, the people in this panel, cause we're all kind of like roughly around the same age when we're older, we're going to look back at like, this is going to be probably the closest thing to like our great depression. Um, and I think that I, I hope that the way, you know, like after nine 11 happened, the way people had just like a different respect and appreciation for like first responders and the military. I hope that that same appreciation continues for, cause there's a lot of people showing appreciation just for like the working class. Um, you know, your, your grocery store, your grocery store clerks, your gas station attendants, um, not only, you know, and that's all, those are all people on top of like medical professionals, first responders, EMTs. Hopefully, um, hopefully there's a newfound like appreciation, respect for kind of like all the blue collar unsung people. You know, I saw a great thing online where somebody was like, right now, some of the most important people for what's going on are the people who you were trying to hold back from getting $15 an hour. And, you know, and that's hopefully, hopefully there's, hopefully there's a bit of a, bit of a shift with that, you know, not only, um, not only socially, but also, you know, hopefully, hopefully politically. To go off of what Matthew is saying there, I think, you know, everyone keeps saying when this is all said and done, when this is all said and done. And I think hopefully in this time, when this is all said and done in the pandemic sort of sense that what is happening and, and kind of what is being brought to life is that this is all sort of a spark starter for a very dramatic shift in society as a whole. And we have a role to help those people, those that have been on the quote bottom of society, those that have been oppressed, those that have been held back, we can get tools into people's hands to continue their voice being broadcast out to help elevate their vision in a way that's radical and very real. I'm just excited to be on the front lines of these different things that are really starting to shape, you know, these different general strikes and rent strikes and, you know, people sort of taking it back, the working class realizing their own power and, you know, hanging landlords, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I want to, I want to be there to, uh, you know, design the propaganda wing of the revolution. Here we go. Right. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think, I think we're going to end it right there. I think that's a good point to start. I think we're very excited to see what the change in everything uh, going on. And I'm very excited for all of your projects and I'm very excited that you guys all could uh, jump on and talk about this for everything. Uh, I commend all of you for all the work you have all done. And, and I greatly appreciate you guys taking the time and talking with me. Um, this is our cheap plug time. So, uh, Simeon, start it off. Uh, cheap plug everything you got. I don't know. Um, just go to stupidradmerch.com and check it out. Um, if anybody needs anything, like, um, and I know we got another printer here, so we do all our, um, we contract everything out for our screen printing. So, I mean, I would even love to team up with you. I use all over the place. Um, but if anybody needs anything, for merchandise, like hit us up. I don't like to plug because I'm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
it's 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 hard sometimes i but i feel you yeah it's sometimes hard yeah. to, to, to to not sound like a whore doing exactly that, but, you know, and like but, i'll do it all day on like facebook like joking around and stuff like i'm anybody that knows me knows that i'm a self-promotion whore like on facebook and stuff because it's funny i do it in a funny way i hope and i hope people don't really think that like i'm promoting this stuff being serious with the things i put out there but yeah right. um you know we're just we're trying to help people and like the bands right now that we had affected um that their tours got canceled and stuff we're doing their web stores and um taking no profit right now for their sales just to try to help them out to get through this too because they you know put a lot of money into it they put a lot of money into their tours so we're just doing what we can to try to help out where we can, especially in the music industry that we love. Absolutely. Matt, you go ahead and uh, plug your stuff. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily want to plug, plug myself as far as like soliciting like design skills or anything like that. Um, what I like to do is, I mean, you can check out my, you can check out my Instagram. It's Matthew Ryan Sharp. Uh, you can check out my, my Facebook page you know, just Matthew Ryan Sharp. My, my website is Midwestern work ethic, but it's drastically out of date. Um, basically I use my social media to just promote all the companies that I do work for. So if you like coffee, check out smugglers coffee. If you like t-shirts and the goofy shit we do for stupid rad, check out, check those guys out. If you're, if you're into smoking and, and, and barbecue and that sort of thing, check out flavor anonymous. They're the guys that are doing all the, the seasoning rubs. Um, if you put pomade in your hair, I work for a company called the classics pomade company. Um, you know, kind of, look at my Facebook profile. And if any of those things are products that you enjoy, go support those guys because in turn that allows them to stay in business, keep making things, which allows me to keep making things for them. So that's like, I don't necessarily have a personal thing to sell or plug or anything like that outside of like the skills that I have for other companies all those companies sell a product or offer a service. So supporting them in turn supports me in an indirect way. And, you know, if that's some, if, if you're into those things, be into them. If not, you know, it's, you know, it's all good, man. Awesome. Brian. Uh, yeah. The only thing that I really want to plug uh, is just the things that I'm trying to offer in this time of crisis. Uh, if you are someone who works with a nonprofit, uh, any type of community uh, organization, any type of medical field, any type of restaurant, business, whatever you want to call it that's been affected by this crisis. If you are trying to uh, build out anything graphically that relays information dealing with, you know, changes or, or things that your customers or, or your uh, community needs to be aware of, I'm doing those things for free of charge. Uh, if you are a band or a business that's trying to create items uh, to raise money that you have lost because of this crisis, I'm doing things strictly on a pay what you can basis uh, for those specifically in need. Everything is sort of dealt with case by case, but just want people to know that uh, I'm doing whatever I can with the tools that I have 
to uh, meet people in this time of need. Uh, flesh and bone, design.com. All socials are just at flesh and bone design. Awesome, man. Nathan. Um, I don't really have much to plug right now. Uh, I think, uh, my, my Instagram's Nathan on vacation. Um, I do design work, but like mainly I just want to chat. Like, uh, I, I do a lot of shirts, uh, relentless merch is my main company, but, um, if you need like a, your company needs like a web store to make it through and like, just needs like something to push you to that, like next payroll, like hit me up. Like, I don't know, we're, we're kind of all in this together. I like, and my main thing right now is like working on emotional maturity and uh, like, I'm trying not to freak out, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's my, I guess my plug is, uh, you know, try to stay calm if you can, but yeah. I can I dig know. it. Adam. I mean, I don't really have too much to plug. I'm not really trying to get out there and try to get the additional work, but I mean, very much like when people try to tag me in things, you need a draft artist and Facebook. I'm not trying to knock on people's doors. If they want to come to me, they can come to me. That's cool. Um, you can find me at uh, OxyZero Design on Instagram and on uh, Facebook. But really right now, all I'm plugging is 12FU with Adam and Jake. That's the uh, podcast that I've been doing. Uh, Stupid Rad Merch has been a long time, uh, you know, sponsor of it. And we really appreciate having you guys there with us. And uh, we're just going to keep doing that. I, I guess it'll go back to me. We, we do appreciate everything that's going on. And, and, and uh, of course, you know, shout out to Salt Creek and, and their phenomenal band. Shout out to one at two FU. Use their passcode at Stupid Rad Merch Company uh, and get free shipping. Use Radar uh, at checkout and you save 20%. Yeah, you got one Yeah, and, and save 20%. I will say that I have used my own passcode for stuff so uh um, <laughs> we I mean, all have I we know. just don't talk about it i know it. well i am I'll, I'll 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 oh i know i know who uses it yeah, i see those yeah, words I'll, use it. I'll, I'll use it I, <laughs> i've actually I, I i will say i've used adams more than i've used my own so <laughs> so I, i'll be completely honest but you can follow this podcast on facebook twitter and instagram it's on the radar pc um we're on all the major podcast platforms if you have an opportunity to subscribe please do so itunes spotify google play etc um links are also on all the social media if you can leave us a review that'd be great as well you know help your fellow man woman or child and in, in this time we appreciate uh you all listening in and following along and we cannot wait for the future of everything uh, and and if the, anything else anybody wants to add be okay. excellent to each other be healthy yeah it's just everybody up. everybody yeah, everybody stay safe and hopefully come out relatively unscathed at the end of this but hopefully much more socially and mentally and emotionally conscious of what's going on around us i agree I'm Peapod, you are you, and don't fight it, feel it, and we'll talk to you next time, and we appreciate you listening in to another great episode of the On The Radar Podcast. <laughs>